radical change. And since yoga is in its essence a turning away from the ordinary material and animal life led by most men, or from the more mental but still limited way of living followed by the few to a greater spiritual life, to the way divine, Every part of our energies that is given to the lower existence in the spirit of that existence is a contradiction of our aim and our self-dedication. On the other hand, every energy or activity that we can convert from its allegiance to the lower and dedicate to the service of the higher is so much gained on our road so much taken from the powers that oppose our progress. It is the difficulty of this wholesale conversion that is the source of all these stumblings in the path of yoga. For our entire nature and its environment, all our personal and all our universal self are full of habits and of influences that are opposed to our spiritual rebirth and work against the wholeheartedness of our endeavor. In a certain sense, we are nothing but a complex of mass of mental, nervous and physical habits held together by a few ruling ideas, desires and associations, an amalgam of many small self-repeating forces with a few major vibrations. What we propose in our yoga is nothing less than to break up the whole formation of our past and present which makes up the ordinary material and mental man and to create a new center of vision and a new universe of activities in ourselves which shall constitute a divine humanity or a superhuman nature. The first necessity is to dissolve that central faith and vision in the mind which concentrates it on its development and satisfaction and interests in the old externalized order of things. It is imperative to exchange this surface orientation for the deeper faith and vision which see only the divine and seek only after the divine. The next need is to compel all our lower being to pay homage to this new faith and greater vision. All our nature must make an integral surrender. It must offer itself in every part and every movement to that which seems to the unregenerated sense mind so much less real than the material world and its objects. Our whole being, soul, mind, sense, heart, will, life, body must consecrate all its energies so entirely and in such a way 
that it shall become a fit vehicle for the divine. This is no easy task, for everything in the world follows the fixed habit which is to it a law and resists a radical change. And no change can be more radical than the revolution attempted in the integral yoga. Everything in us has constantly to be called back to the central faith and will and vision. Every thought and impulse has to be reminded in the language of the Upanishad that that is the divine Brahman and not this which men here adore. Every vital fiber has to be persuaded to accept an entire renunciation of all that hitherto represented to it its own existence. Mind has to cease to be mind and become brilliant with something beyond it. Life has to change into a thing vast and calm and intense and powerful that can no longer recognize its old, blind, eager, narrow self or petty impulse and desire. Even the body has to submit to a mutation and be no longer the clamorous animal or the impeding clod is now is, but become instead a conscious servant and a radiant instrument and living form of the spirit.